So I think the change that I want to see in the industry when it pertains to writing is more truth telling, more authenticity. So even as I write now, I challenge myself all the time. Like, like I'm writing a detective and then I'm like, do we even have detectives? Do we? <laughs> Welcome to the Writer's Source podcast with Ufoma and Faith podcast where you get all the juicy content and hot topics on the myths and truths about writers and the writing industry, especially in Africa and around the continent. Hello guys, our guest on today's episode is screenwriter, storyteller and content curator Nicole Ashinogu. In 2020, Nicole was the joint winner of the African Magic Viewer Choice Awards for Best Writer in a Movie or TV Series for her debut screenplay, Living in Bondage. She has gone on to write other screenplays, most recently, Rattlesnake, The Hana Story. Nicole is the creator of and lead at The Writer's Room, a writing community designed to support, engage, and connect Nigerian writers. She also hosts the conversation series for African writers on her podcast show, the stories we tell. Nicole is the winner of the 2022 Emirates Lit Fest Writing Prize for her novel manuscripts. She lives and works in Dubai. Welcome, Nicole. Thank you, Faith. Thanks, everyone, for having me. <laughs> yes. So, guys at home, how are we doing? So, it's another wonderful episode. And like I said, we are with the fabulous, fabulous Nicole Asinogo. Nico, am I pronouncing your last name correctly? Is it Asinogo um, or Asinogo? Okay, Asinogo. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so with Nicole Asinogo. Um, yeah. so first I must say I'm fangirling and Faith has been in my DM saying, Oh, how that she knows I'm so excited to have this episode. Yes. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> so since we saw Living in Bondage, I was drawn to you because when I found out, oh, this was the writer of the screenplay i was so excited and since then i've been a follower of yours on instagram and i follow your process and then i got to know about the stories we tell podcast and also about the writer's room which you started um a while back and the many many great things that you are doing so um this episode is a really I, i've said it a thousand times but it's a really exciting one for me isn't it for you faith uh, it is it is actually we are so excited to have you here and um we are looking forward to an interesting conversation i remember at, at the end of last season we're like we have to have a renowned screenwriter on the show by next season we have to have a screenwriter and uh, this episode is pretty much a dream come true for both of us. Um, not only are you not a screenwriter, you are an actual storyteller. And your podcast, The Stories We Tell, was one of the inspirations we had when we started The Writer's Source. Oh, wow. That's so amazing <laughs> to hear. Yeah. Yes, it was. Um, so I have a question while we dive right in. I've always wondered how screenwriters do it because it's one thing to have a story and it's another to write that story for the big screen. So, Nico, I guess my first question would be, how do you do mm -hmm. it? Um, okay, well, first of all, thank you guys so much for the very warm introduction. I'm very happy to be talking to you guys. Um, so how how do I write screenplays? I think... With screenwriting, I read somewhere once or saw somewhere that screenwriting is literally like a science, not necessarily like an art. 
because if you're writing for the big screen, well, I guess it's a bit of both, but they were talking about the fact that when you're writing for the big screen, you know that it's like 90 to 120, maybe 130 minutes. And um, screenwriting, screenplays are one minute per page. So you kind of have a framework already with which to write in. And then if you understand story structures, like every movie, no matter what genre, has, you know, the setup of the beginning, which is the act one, and then the buildup of the actual meat of the story, like the stakes, what the protagonist is going through, and then um, the resolution, which is your act three. So if you understand the framework of a screenplay, you'll understand how to write for the big screen. So it's not so mysterious, like you can learn it, is what I'm trying to say. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh. Thank you for that. Um, so let's talk a bit about your first screenplay, Living in Bondage. Mm -hmm. How was that process and experience for you as a first-time produced screenwriter? Um, so the story of how I got involved with Living in Bondage is really a story of just... Um, I don't know, just seizing an opportunity. So um, I had always written, I had always just written, like not published. I had always written, you know, for myself, written on Facebook, written for my friends, um, and just not necessarily screenwriting, just like writing like fiction or, you know, nonfiction, writing essays, writing in my journal. And I always knew that I wanted to be a writer, but I didn't study. I studied law. Um, and it was one of those things where it was just, I was at the right place at the right time. Um, I had met, I knew the executive producer, um, whose name is Charles Okbaleke, popularly known as Charles of Play. <laughs> and um, he had just bought the rights to Living in Bondage. Um, and so he was asking me if I knew any writers because he wanted um, the screenplay. And I was like, oh, my God, I'll write it. I'll write it. And he was like, no, this is actually a big deal. You know, like it's going to be a big budget film. <laughs> like we wanted everything to be super professional. And I was like, I promise you, like I love living in bondage. I watched it a lot growing up. I actually had a bit of my childhood in the East. So I was very familiar with the narrative. and. Um, that night, he ended up introducing me to Ramsey Noah, who directed. And we just had this conversation, like, outside of the club at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. And three of us just talking about what the sequel could be. Um, and then they asked me to write a synopsis of, like, basically our conversation. And, you know, I did that. And then they were like, okay, go write it. So yeah. that's, it kind of just happened. I was just lucky. <laughs> wow. Like it's, it's actually a very, um, I, like you said, it's opportunity. And it, I, I always say somebody, um, there's always that one job that gives you your big break. And I think for you as a screenwriter, that was living in bondage, breaking free. So how was this, the experience with living in bondage different with your second screenplay, Rattlesnake, the Hana story? Um, it was completely different because when I started writing Living in Bondage, um, I realized very early on into the process, and people don't realize this, but this was in 
obviously Living in Bondage came out in 2019, but I started writing it in 2015. So um, at the time when I started writing, I realized that I didn't actually know how to write a screenplay. So I remember like Googling, like, how do you write a screenplay? (laughs) And like looking for screenwriting books. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, oh my God, after like telling these guys, oh, I'll write it, I'll write it. And I realized that I can't write this thing, you know. (laughs) So I had to like teach myself how to write, like in the correct format, like screenwriting formats. And, you know, I really had to like teach myself. So it took several drafts. I think I remember my first draft was like, 200 pages or something and Ramsey was like you cannot have a 200 page screenplay like you need to (laughs) cut this down you're right you're overwrite so there was a lot of back and forth and there was it took a long time so maybe after and there was a lot of silent time so I think in 2016 maybe they were still trying to put a team together for funding and then maybe I would not hear back for like a few months or they'll be waiting for drafts. It was drafts and drafts and a lot of time. So by 2018, by the time, you know, um, we had actually finished, you know, it had gone through quite a lot of drafts. They had brought in CJ as well, who wrote some of the film as well. So I think the difference between Living in Bondage and Rattlesnake is like the time that had passed. And now I'd written... I knew what it took and it took several years for me to actually learn on the job what it took to write a screenplay and so this time I kind of had structures in place and I wasn't just writing from like a place of like whim I I, I applied that science that I spoke about in the beginning to it so yeah. I'm not saying it was easier but it was definitely more I was more mature as a writer. Um, yeah, and more experienced. Yes. More experienced, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so um, Nicole, you're currently writing a novel which has already won an award and it's not thrown out. So um, are there any specific mm-hmm. differences in your writing process for screen and for the long-form prose? Yeah, there's lots of differences. Like, I think long form prose allows you to really go into the story and explain. And you can, like, spend, if somebody is going to their village, for instance, you can explain, you know, the journey to the village, what happens when they mm-hmm. got there, the way the trees looked when it was Hamatan and the air. And, the you know, you can explain everything um whereas with screenwriting you have to be punchy because you only have a limited amount of time so you're trying to set the scene but you're not trying to describe every single thing um with screenwriting you also have to give space for the director to direct so you don't have to be as descriptive because the director is still going to put their lens on your words And you also have to give space to the actors. So, you know, the actors are going to also interpret your characters. But with long form, you literally can indulge and you can go as deep as you want. Hence, you can have books that are 800 pages, you know, Um, but you can't do that with film. So it's very different. And for me, long form long form writing is much more difficult in my opinion for me personally okay 
so I, I, would say, I would say fate for fate. Fate would actually say screenwriting is more difficult for her. So uh, while mm-hmm. for me, yes, uh, I, I don't know. I'm learning screenwriting. So I would say I'm still baby steps, but I actually enjoy both forms. Uh, mm. I, I enjoy writing in the long form. I, but I think I also find it easier than screenwriting because with the thing you said at the beginning, there's this science to it. There's there are technicalities to screenwriting that you don't have much. There are also technicalities to the long form, but you don't have as much as it is with screenwriting. But like you said, everyone has their niche and what feels easier for them. So I think that would mm-hmm. lead to my next question. What would you say are some hurdles for writers, particularly in the film, in the Nigerian film industry? Um, the first hurdle I think would be, there are many, many, many hurdles, but I think the first hurdle I would say would be like lack of like education. So we don't, I know there are some coming up and maybe there are a few that I don't know about, but in terms of like film schools and courses, because like I said, you know, like screenwriting being um, a science and it having so many rules, right? Like the fact that a lot of us are not formally trained, we have a lot to learn, even with me, um, you know, I look at like the success the little success that I've had and I think wow what if I was formally trained what will happen then you know so I think that's a major hurdle um for people um especially um you know um young writers um so that's one hurdle I think the lack of education the lack of formal training I know there's some coming I've, I've heard of um I think Ebony Life has an academy and yeah. I know that Kunle Afalayan um, also has a filmmaking or he's he's creating like a whole mm-hmm. place for his yes. academy. Yeah, so they're coming up, but I would say that's a major hurdle. Um, and then the second thing I think that is a hurdle would probably be, um, hmm, what's a hurdle? I would say um, lack of um, like payment, like the fact that screenwriters don't make a lot of money um, so it's yeah. hard for somebody to say, okay, I'm just going to be a writer. It's like, okay, how are you going to pay your rent? You know, how are you going <laughs> to live? Like everybody wants to be an artist, but nobody wants to be a starving artist, you know? So very true. I think that, yeah, the industry as a whole does not respect the act of writing enough. And it shows in the material that comes out of the industry. Because no matter how great our film equipment is, and no matter how amazing our actors are, if the story and the writing is bad, then everything's going to be bad. It's like building a house on quicksand. So, Very true, yeah. very true. I actually agree with that because um, there was this conversation on LinkedIn um, that people were just discussing what the issue is with um, productions. And I, I, a lot of people had to talk about the depth of the stories. I think if more attention is paid to screenwriters, their needs and what will make it better for screenwriters to mm-hmm. actually do their work, we would have better outcomes and we have better outputs during um, 
like in the industry generally. So um, yeah, let's talk about the writer's room. So you started, okay. and I think this is something that is actually very crucial to the industry from what we just spoke about, because you started this community and it has given a platform to writers just like you and us. And the writer's room is a space that renders advice, creates opportunities, organizes writers' needs, and amongst other things, just gives writers room that um, this is a place you can be, this is where you can share your opinions, this is where you can learn from. And one thing of particular interest for me in the writer's room is the screenplay column, which has now mm-hmm. included Nollywood screenplays. Because when I started, um, when I developed my interest for screenwriting, I would say that was probably 2017. And I just wanted to like try my hand at it. It was very difficult getting Nigerian scripts or Nollywood scripts to read. And the only ones I have ever read up to now were probably one or two uploaded by Naz Onuzo, his own scripts, which he uploaded at some point, and I got my hands on them. And maybe one or other two that I was able to leave my hands on. But with the writer's room, you've started something that even though it's still not, um, we don't have enough of these scripts out there, but now we know that little by little, people can get to actually read Nollywood scripts and see what it's like writing a Nollywood script as opposed Mm -hmm. to having to read only foreign scripts when they want to start out um, with reading screenplay. So um, why did you start? I think I've actually said one of the two reasons why you started the writer's room, (laughs) but I want to hear it from you. Why did you start the writer's room and what is the ultimate goal of this community? Um, Okay, so... The idea really came from, I think, after I won the AMVCA, um, I started getting a lot of DMs from writers asking me for, like, advice. And obviously, I've told you guys the story of how I started. I was in a club and I said, oh, I'm going to write this film. It's not exactly a story that you can just be telling people, like, I'm not going to tell people, oh, go to the club and tell the club owner you're going to write a script, right? Like, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I realized, like, you know, it's not about some people feel like if you if they hear your story or if, you know, um, if they have access to you, like social media, somehow that can actually impact them. While sometimes that's the case, I really felt like inequipped to advise people especially because I'm not formally trained, especially because the circumstances around the way I even um, got the opportunity were a bit weird. So I felt like um, it would be so much better if we all asked ourselves questions, because I also have questions every single day as a writer. Do you know what I mean? So um, I felt like I wanted a space where we could actually talk about it, like we could actually talk together. So that's kind of like um, where this idea of a community came about. Um, And specifically the website being a forum um, to encourage discussion, open discussion about different things that affect us as writers, and also create a place where we could also learn from each other. Um, And then, like you said, with the resources, um, you know, a lot of people had asked me for um, scripts, Um, right now I still don't have the final living in bondage script. So I'm also, and I think there's also 
um, politics around um, scripts in Nollywood. I don't fully understand what that is, but I also think it's because we're a baby industry. So I think some people don't realize that actually like scripts, like Hollywood scripts are available because it's for educational purposes. But I think there's still some learning to go because like sometimes the studio owns the script. So I don't own the scripts, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. you can't just like release, you know, it's intellectual property and all those kind of things. So it's about navigating that and for maybe studios and production companies and directors to start like understanding that this is an educational thing. It's not about anything else. Um, so aside from that, I would say, what is the main goal? So I would say the first the first goal is that community. Um, but my personal goal with the writer's room is actually to identify very strong writers and have my own writer's room, like a private writer's room so that we could write TV shows so that we could like do like excellent content. So that's a personal goal of mine. So when I encourage people, when people say, oh, they want me to read their screenplays or those kind of things, like, um, I always like want to like navigate them towards the room so that we can like get to know each other. And from the room, I can start to identify people of like, like minds. Um, you know, sometimes when you're writing, especially when you're writing like a feature film, it's very important that you guys have like similar voices. So it's very important for writers to actually know each other. Um, I was listening to something where they were saying like the, in the writers on insecure, they actually all hang out together because that's the only way you'll be able to write characters that are friends. Cause if you guys yes. don't know each other, it won't flow now. You'll be writing like strangers. So yes. how can I get to know people? And for me, the writer's room is an avenue to get to know people outside of my immediate circle. So that's, that's the reason. <laughs> great stuff. And it's, it's a wonderful idea. It's, it's really great. And um, the last, I think there was a meet in Lagos. Uh, I, I know you did something last, um, this year, mm-hmm. I believe, yes. And it was yeah. that that was yeah. also wonderful. I was really hoping to be part of that, <laughs> but, but yeah, it was. Oh, why didn't was you come now? Uh, I didn't get to. I think it was we did the tagline thing, and we did the tagline. Yeah, I think it was oh, like you should have. Yes, yes. Next time, that was it. Yeah, next time, message <laughs> yeah, me on the side. Be like, we're part of the writers, Aww. the writers source <laughs> podcast. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah maybe the next one (laughs) yeah so the meetup was at um a lovely space called 16 by 16 um in lagos and yeah it's like a co-create co-creation slash co-living space um and um it's very um just it feels creative like when you walk in it just feels like creativity and um the point of the room was exactly like the meetup was just literally to start to get to know the community and we're going to be having workshops, events eventually, um, and different things, different activations and stuff, um, really to just like further that, um, further that bond, um, between the writers and stuff. 
and hopefully at some point actually have real writers rooms where we're actually working on um content mm. grace great stuff really nico um thank you for the good job that you're actually doing with your community and you are actually i think you inspire a lot of people because from what you said after living in bondage a lot, a lot of people were in your dm just trying to know how you you did it and the inspiration for me what i actually liked was i think that was with rattlesnake was how you shared your writing process and just gave us a glimpse into what it mm -hmm. was like yes taking us mm -hmm. through that journey so moving forward um you mentioned you already mentioned that you were trained as a lawyer and mm, fun fact everybody that follows the writers does know so faith and i are lawyers or faith is a law student oh really lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> yes okay. and we've had like every it's like almost every episode we have one guest who actually trained as a lawyer and is mm. either still practicing or full-time a creative so for you, you've said in many of your interviews that law was actually not your thing. It was not really your mm -hmm. thing and you didn't want to pursue it. So mm -hmm. you, you've gone on to work with production houses such as Ndani and you currently work with Expo in Dubai. And mm -hmm. your bio reads that you are a content curator. And if I may add myself, you're a creator as well. So what's the best part <laughs> about being a creative for you? Um, the best part of being a creative, I would say just like being able to do something that comes natural to me, like okay. being able to see, um, to not force it. I think the worst thing in life is like being somewhere where you feel like you're forcing it. And so to do things and know that I'm adding value and it comes natural to me and it excites me. Um, and then I see something I, I love when I have no idea where something is going to go. And then all of a sudden I have this moment where I'm like a crazy person and I'm like, Oh my God, it's going to be this, that, 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 that. I just love um, ideas coming to life. And I love when I see it, when I can like literally um, like see my imagination in real life. I feel like that is just um, probably the best thing about being a creative. I totally agree. Just seeing that you, you're actually doing something you enjoy and you, th there's just something, I don't know what it is, but there's this feeling and I, I, I like to see it as magic. <laughs> it, there's this magical <laughs> feeling. Magic. There's this, there's, yeah there are butterflies that you feel when you when you do something and you just see that it's coming to life and people love it and people can relate with it i love when i write a story and someone beats it someone that i don't even know comes to my dm in, in, on instagram and it's like oh i read the story and i really really enjoyed it and it just makes me feel a certain kind of way and the same thing when we started out with this podcast because it was like it was like a joke let me call it that or maybe just something to play with we just wanted something of our own and it has grown up, grown to become something else and i think that's the thing about creativity you start out small and it just becomes a whole thing <laughs> exactly so um nicole what positive changes are you hoping for in the industry both in nollywood and also in the literary community 
Okay, so for Nollywood, the change that I want to see is really um, applied to me as well. I think it's an individual change. I think that it starts with every person, every creative um, in terms of, and I'm going to speak to writers directly and not necessarily the industry. I think that as Nigerian writers, we have a lot of unlearning to do. Um, I'll give an example of what I mean by that. So when I wrote Rattlesnake, I wrote the first draft and I had a meeting with the producer and the director, Chris Ode, the producer and the director, um, Ramsey. And uh-huh. I remember Ramsey saying that my, he was like, there's your, like everybody here is cursing. All of the, um, all of the arm rob, like when they're doing, when they're doing, when I was writing like the high scenes, all of the arm robbers, all of the guys, the armadas, they keep saying fuck all the time, right? Sorry, can I curse on this yeah. podcast? <laughs> yes, you can. Okay. You can. Okay. <laughs> so he says, you know, everybody keeps saying fuck, you know. Um, and I'm like, I, I okay, isn't that what um Ambraba say? Like when they're stealing? And Chris and Ramsey were like, no, Nigerian Ambrobas don't necessarily um say the F word all the time. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, so what do they say? So we end up having this conversation about the way armed robbers in Nigeria communicate. From that conversation, it taught me a very big lesson for myself as a writer because I realized that the only reference point that I had to armed robbers on TV was Hollywood. And what do Hollywood okay. people do when they get into a bank to steal? They say, get the fuck on the floor, you know? <laughs> and so I didn't realize that I had, I was copying. I was copying what I see on TV. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's what I mean by unlearning. The reason why we watch a Nigerian film and we're like, we're not like that. People don't talk like that. People don't act like that is because were copying and it's not our fault you can copy without knowing and that's why it's called unlearning we grew up watching yes. you know a lot of western television and so without you knowing you've kind of brought in these influences and so therefore your writing doesn't come from an authentic place so i think the change that i want to see in the industry when it pertains to writing is more truth telling more authenticity. Sometimes you see characters that just you can't really relate to. Um, and it's like, why? And it's because we're not coming from a place of authenticity. So even as I write now, I challenge myself all the time. Like, am I just like, I'm writing a detective and then I'm like, but do we even have detectives? Do we? <laughs> and if we do, I, okay, I'll tell you a stereotypical ta- character that I wrote. And some people called him out and I, I'm I'm happy they did because again, copying, okay. living in bondage, the journalist, oh, the journalist yes. who was trying to uncover, he's, you know, he's smoking and he's eating and he's throwing mm-hmm. stuff in the bin and he's like, you know, smoking all the time. And it's like, 
that's what happens in Hollywood movies when reporters are trying to find a story. I don't know anybody mm-hmm. in this day that works for this day that is smoking, trying to do this story. You know what I mean? Like, it's again, just yes. trying to like, you know, just be authentic with the people that are around us. We're already very interesting as people, as Nigerians. Very we don't need true. to add in gimmicks that we think is what a character mm-hmm. should be. So I think that's the major change that I think. And I think when you get that, I think we do have incredibly talented producers. We do have incredibly talented actors. We do have some great directors. So I think that if they have something authentic to work with, then it will automatically improve, you know, um, the output. Um, Now, that being said, if that starts to happen, then perhaps we now start to demand more money because I'm sorry, how can you try and pay somebody 100, 200, 300K for a script? I mean, it's insane. It's insane. What, what am I supposed to do with 300,000? And I don't care if, I don't even care if 300,000 is big money to you, right? I. I don't yes. care. It's not, it's not the art of writing globally is recognized mm-hmm. as an elevated art form. So if you're not paying, so why will you pay like a musician X more and then you pay a writer 150K for a script? Then you deserve what you exactly. get. You get what I mean? So I yeah. think there needs to be a balance of skill. Better writing, better pay. Um. And then I think the industry will just be better for it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) You've actually said it all because it all goes down to how uh, members of the industry are treated. Like you said, you can't give, you can't pay less and expect more. So mm-hmm. writers in in the industry have they, they deserve better pay because um, even comparing with other industries, more developed industries, you see that people leave off of just writing. They don't have any other jobs. They're just screenwriters. Yeah. You could write one screenplay, write two screenplays, and you're made for that year and you don't need anything else. And yeah. writers deserve that because it's hard work. <laughs> There's it's no movie work. without the scripts. There's no movie without the story. So, um, and I've I've seen, I've read um, in certain conversations or been on certain conversations that people say you even get screenwriters being called last minute. So you already have your actors, you have the story, and then you're calling the screenwriters two weeks to shoot in to come and write the script. Like, how do you expect a good script? (laughs) Because it doesn't go through exactly nobody I still still to to this day have a bit of a problem and I've never even said this out loud but I have a bit of a problem with directors it being like a film by x and I'm like why isn't it a film by the writer because I I don't (laughs) I've thought about it yeah I just I just don't get it because the director takes the screenplay and then sets the scene okay I understand I'm not taking anything away from directing I'm sure it's very difficult but you have a blueprint that you're working with so the person that wrote that blueprint and go I don't understand (laughs) so (laughs) 
<laughs> and then you just seen screenplay in one tiny corner. Screenplay yeah, one tiny by. box, I guess. <laughs> after the writer has literally killed himself, not slept, trying to figure out how to make this thing make sense. Yeah. Had sleepless nights, cried. You know, it's not easy. So just you know, I just writers. feel like people don't really understand what it takes to write. And I think because there's no basic understanding of actually how difficult it is, therefore it's not valued. And then you think, oh, yeah. okay, just come, just come and write this thing. I'll just come and fix this thing. And it's like, wait, no. Even when people contact me to do script doctoring, mm-hmm. I actually tried it once. I said, okay, let me read the screenplay and see. And I realized that I'm going to have to rewrite this whole thing. So no, I can't do it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because it's a lot of work. So yeah, yeah that's where we true. are. <laughs> and and this applies with writing generally, not even just um in the industry, in the movie industry. I think even basic writing like you like freelancers that do fiction writing or essays or anything, and you have somebody saying, Oh, please can you help me do a five thousand word essay and then how much do you want to pay for this? And you're offering five thousand naira. And I'm actually yeah. wondering, is it a joke to you? <laughs> like you are saying, hey, is it not just to write this? If it was actually mm, then why don't you just write to it, write uh? this, why don't you write it? Because mm-hmm. you have to, people need to understand that there's a lot of mental work that goes on mm-hmm. in bringing words to paper and bringing them mm-hmm. to life, putting them, like connecting them together. So you've actually said everything, Nicole. And I'm so glad we had this mm-hmm. conversation. We're so grateful that you could join us. And you're actually the last yes. guest for the season so i'm so excited that we're closing the season with (laughs) with (laughs) you so thank you so much nicole and um guys you can follow nicole on instagram at nicole astinogu astinogu yes i think Mm -hmm. i got it this time and um, her communities at the writersroom.ng and at the stories we tell pod thank you so much for listening and remember to follow us on our social media platforms Thank you so much, Nicole, for this enlightening conversation. Guys, as Ufoma said, remember to follow us across our social media platforms and share this episode. Bye-bye. Bye. Until next time. Bye. Thank for you. Listening, kindly follow us on our social media platforms at the Writer Source Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And do send us a mail on the Writer Source Podcast at gmail.com. Keep listening to us across the various platforms, basically everywhere you listen to podcasts, including Google Podcasts. Do favorite us on Anchor, and we would love to see your ratings. The Writer Source Podcast is hosted by Ufoma and Faith.